0: This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I have an epic conversation for you today with my good friend, Ben Harris. He is a return guest, I'm sure many of you are familiar with Ben already. Ben is the fear guy on Instagram, and you might also catch him on his podcast, The Fear Alchemist Podcast. And that's exactly what he does, fear alchemy. So Ben specializes in helping people break free from their fear, uncover what their deepest fears really are, what's actually at the root of their fear, break free from that, and unlock their true potential. And we talk about this in the episode about why he... Feel so passionately about this, but you know I see the same thing in my work. It's fear is at the root of all of the ways that we are holding ourselves back. It's at the root of where we're not living as our most authentic, truest selves. If we can learn to alchemize fear, that is what unlocks everything for you. That's how you create the reality that you really desire. He has a new course that's out that's called Fear Alchemy. It's really incredible. It takes you on a self guided journey to identify the root of your fear that's holding you back and provides you with the tools to liberate yourself from it. So it is really a guided experience. It's not just you listening to somebody talk about it. You're going to be taken through the experience so you can really find those answers within yourself. And I'm sure you're going to have a lot of breakthroughs just through listening to this episode alone because there is a ton of incredible knowledge drops in here or perspective shifts, rather. And that's what I love about Ben is we have such great conversations always. I always love podcasting with one of my friends and it's this energy of exploration and curiosity and expansion. And I know you guys are going to feel that in this episode. If you want to get your hands on his Fear Alchemy course, I highly recommend it. The link will be in the show notes below, but if you go to feeling-free.com fear-alchemy, you can find it there. You can also Google Fear Alchemy and you can use my code, Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 10% off the course if you want to check it out. So I highly recommend that. You can see if it resonates. And this episode, I think, will give you a little taste of what is possible. So we dive into some of the most common main fears. Ben has identified 10 foundational fears. We talk about what's underneath them and how to actually alchemize them and give a lot of real life examples from both of our lives. So it's an incredible episode. I had so much fun recording this per usual and I know you guys will love tuning in. And again, you can connect further with Ben on Instagram at the.fear.guy. He's got a ton of great content. So without further ado, here is Ben Harris on overcoming your deepest fears. I know the holidays can be stressful for a lot of people. There's a lot going on. We're seeing a lot of different people emotions, places to go, all the stuff. But if you stay on top of your wellness game, spiritual wellness and physical wellness, they actually don't have to be stressful. And so, what I would recommend is getting on your Ned game. I have been using Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil for years since the company started and pretty much immediately upon using it, saw a drastic difference in sleep. I could finally fall asleep and sleep through the night and I was getting deep sleep for the first time in my life, probably a huge reduction in my anxiety and my stress. My hormones finally came back into balance. I lost a ton of inflammation. My hands were always swollen from my autoimmune disease and my joints were always achy and that went away. I could finally actually walk long distances. I truly cannot live without this stuff. And when there are periods of my life or seasons... When things can be more stressful, I am extra diligent about my NED routine. A lot of CBD companies out there source their hemp from industrial farms in China, so please be careful where you buy your CBD because just like with low-quality anything, low-quality CBD can have undesired effects. All of NED's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. You can Google search that if you want. NED is totally transparent. They share their third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. There is a reason why NED products are backed by top experts in the medical field like Dr. Christian Gonzalez and Dr. Will Cole. The product everyone needs, in my opinion, is NED's stress blend. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, which is amazing for balancing out your body's cortisol levels, plus cardamom and cinnamon. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids, and I feel that because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. I take a full dropper's worth in the morning and sometimes once or twice again during the day. It totally evens out my energy and my mood. If you feel extra stress at this time of year, go for the de-stress blend. It is a game changer. And then I always take the sleep blend before night. It, I wouldn't say it knocks me out, but it definitely makes it easy for me to fall asleep pretty quickly as soon as I want to really. And I get deep sleep during the night. Prioritize keeping yourself calm and balanced during the holiday season. It will be a game changer. So if you want to try out the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that I love and trust, there is a special offer for the Christina, the channel audience. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off, plus a free de-stress blend sample. Just go to helloned.com Christina or enter Christina at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D, dot com slash Christina C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. Thank you to Ned for sponsoring the program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. So I want to hear more about how dad life is going and how it's transformed you.
1: I knew you were going to ask this first. I had a feeling
0: Of course you did.
1: And I thought, I was like, how am I going to explain it to Christina? It's like, first off, it's definitely the best thing that's happened to me easily. Like, I obviously am a multifaceted person and I love other things, but my son Kingston is easily like, it's just, it's crazy how I don't get sick of it. It's wild. It's what me and Belle, my partner say is that it's like, it keeps getting better every day which like, of course, every parent has our challenges and we all have our own dharma and experiences and karma or whatever. But we've definitely been dedicated to like, how can we do it differently? Meaning like when we came into it, we're well aware of all the projections about parenthood that we were told like, this is the hardest thing that you'll ever do, which definitely it's a challenging experience over and over again. Or like, you're never going to sleep again, or you know like all these different projections or assumptions that are true but they don't have to be 100 percent true all the time for everybody and so one thing we've definitely tried to do is um, have our own experience and allow whatever we're supposed to do happen and it's definitely allowed for parenting with ease maybe that's the name of my next book christina
0: <laughs> mm, I love that. That'd be a bestseller.
1: I know. Right. But that's the thing, right. Is like sometimes they hesitate saying it I actually did me and bell did like a real last week or something. And it's interesting. I didn't expect it to be polarizing, but it was.
0: I, I saw that, but I want to hear what, like, I saw the post. I want to hear what, what the reception was like.
1: Yeah. Just because it's like, how you like, just wait, you have one, just wait till you have five, you know, or. Just like the, the notion that life always gets complicated or more complicated the older you get, which it tends to do, like I will admit from my experience, like there's more things that happen and you accumulate. And like for some people where it's just like, because that's not their experience, because maybe it has been hard for them. It feels like someone called me smug,
2: <laughs> What you know, It's
1: and that's definitely been my lesson recently. Mm-hmm. is stepping out of like the fear of being misunderstood yeah and really speaking my truth yeah it's definitely been interesting to like say things like and i i don't post like a ton just only when i feel it and inspired and i posted one. some this is a tangent but i posted something that i just said like what something it was this audio like this real audio what's something that you'll say that you believe that you'll get a lot of hate for And what I said after that is if you're unhappy, it's because you're choosing to be. And it amazed me that like people heard that. Like, again, I know it's like a triggering statement, but it's obviously a blanket statement. And so I I provide context in the caption, but it's just like, even that was just another experience of like, I feel differently where I'm watching instead of feeling like it's an attack against me. I can feel, I can still feel the fear for sure, like the defensiveness and like the protection, but it's almost like I'm watching a movie or something. Like I can watch everybody's positive or negative. It's just fascinating to see how people respond and have like different stories and different reactions all within one thing. And so that's just definitely been, that's kind of a side note, but that goes along with the parenting post that you talked about of like, Like really the message of it was like, you can do things differently, whether it's parenting, whether it's career, money, relationships, whatever is like, you don't have to do it the way you've been told. And that was the message. And I was like, I feel like that's a pretty expansive statement, but you know,
0: I think it is. And I think that's also part of being a leader is saying things that are different options for people to choose from. Right. It's just a different option. And I'll say as somebody who doesn't have any children. I
2: human and, children,
0: many yeah.
1: many creative babies.
0: That's very true. I don't have <laughs> any. Uh, well, I don't even know if they'd be human, right? <laughs> like, really, I don't. I don't know how many, whatever they are, humanoid humanoid kids in that way. And over the years, you know, talking to friends, it's like many people are like, "Yeah, I know, I want to be a parent," and I've always gone back and forth of like, I could go either way. And I definitely have had, and a lot of why there are lifestyle things and just resonance for that. And there are also pieces of that were coming from fear of like, oh my gosh, is this going to happen? Is this going to be so hard? How am I going to make all these decisions? Am I never going to sleep again? What's, you know, all of that, because that is the story, right? That everybody kind of shares. But then if that's what we're already going into it, assuming is that not the experience we will create and i think the thing that that i hear in what you're sharing and and i find the same thing in something like entrepreneurship for example where two things can be true at the same time right so i can look at being an entrepreneur and look at it and say it's been fucking hard and at the same time it's been the fucking easiest thing right yes. <laughs> because i'm just living the life i would be living anyway and and getting paid for it. I've created this life that I love and it's been difficult, right? And so both are true. But if I look at how I feel about it overall, like because I love it so much, what might be difficult if I look at it, I'm like, it wasn't actually that hard because it was the most aligned thing. And I think that's something that you and I both have in common. That's a helpful option for people. Like you can hold multiple perspectives at the same time.
1: I love that. That's definitely like an Instagram clip just for whoever's editing. <laughs> <laughs> just because like that, that really is, is like one, for a long time, I've even been dancing with the idea of hard. Like, what does that actually mean? Because for a long time, I was definitely a believer in like work hard, work hard. And then I was like, no, like spirituality with ease and flow. And, you know, like, again, swinging the pendulum, but it's, it's exactly what you said. And I love the way you put it. It really is that, like it's both where there are challenging things, but it's because we love it that it didn't seem that way. Mm. And one of my favorite quotes, a couple of my favorite quotes, one that I've heard, I don't know who said it is work harder the things that come easy, right? Because that's a duality quote, just like in itself, you could di- dissect that. And then the other one that I heard, I forgot who said it, but I heard it from Tim Ferriss years ago was hard life easy choices easy life hard choices which is essentially means like you know if you want an easy life you'll do the quote unquote hard things yeah but to me then well they don't become the hard things then now they become easy because it creates an easy life so it's the same thing and like when my kid is crying in the middle of the night like yeah of course that's annoying. <laughs> and I was like, and it's I take it as like, wow, like, this is a complete honor that I get to do this. So it's this complete, like, it, it is just the total like yes and where it's like, oh man, this is annoying. Oh, and also, like what a freaking honor that I get to do this with him, that I get to show up and support and learn. like, and that's another thing about parenting is in my short time of being a parent, To a humanoid, is that (laughs) it's like it's the ultimate reparenting tool. It's a constant reflection of, oh damn, like that's where my needs were met. Because that's my when I get triggered. Like the other day, I had my first like defeating moment as a parent where I was home alone with him and he was crying hard. And I let out a frustration, like, ugh. And then it scared the crap out of him. And so he started like crying even more uncontrollably and of course like in the moments like oh I'm so sorry so sorry and like you know I feel the shame and the guilt and then it was interesting I was able to even like forgive myself slowly in the moment and then I noticed like I was able to be there for him more like holding space and that's what I has been revealed to me is like oh I'm uncomfortable with these emotions because I wasn't taught how to deal with them and so now it's an opportunity for me to do that with him and for him.
0: I love that so much. What, what I'm curious, what else has like come up for you along this journey, like in terms of expansion or what shifted within you?
1: Definitely like a money provider thing. Cause before I could just take risk when it's just me, like I am such a trusting, like if like when I first quit my job, like people told me not to do it. You know, like it really was a quote unquote dumb decision. <laughs> like <laughs> it didn't make sense. Like by the book, logically, it didn't make sense at all. And so that's usually how I live my life and it's worked. So now that, you know, being a provider and we're definitely even switching more into that, you know, and it feels scary for both of us, for me and Belle, for her not to work or the need, because that's the goal for me, right? Is like she loves being a mom and she's one of the most nurturing people ever. And that's what she wants to do. And I want her to do that. Um, But it feels scary because it's like, we don't have anything like, you know, again, the nuanced statement, but the typical way of like, oh, I get this on this day.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so that's definitely been an expansion thing of like, okay, how much do I really trust this? And how much do I trust myself of stepping into that and being responsible for more than just me has definitely been an expansion in a big, big, big way. and. One of the things I realized, and I still need to make this video, but this video I want to say is essentially like, stop making excuses or like, stop like saying you can't do something because of your kids and your family, which again, I know that's going to trigger people, right? I was like, because it's, but I hear it all the time. Well, I can't because I have to provide for my family. I can't because I have kids, whether that's quitting your job or you know, even fun things like this conception of you lose your freedom. And I remember hearing those statements and now being a father, it's the opposite could not be more true. It's like, I see no other option, but to do what I'm doing. It's like, it's just, I can't even describe it. It's like, it's not motivation and it's partly like primal, but there's no need to like get juiced up anymore. Like it's just there of like, yes, I will do the thing. And so it's like, and I understand that feeling and I definitely have felt it where I even said to Bell, I'm like, yo, if stuff doesn't go well. Like I'm willing to go get a quote unquote normal job. And one of the cool things she actually replied to that was, well, I won't let you. <laughs> All right. Cause she's like, she's like, you're too gifted. And of course, you know, I got emotional <laughs> when she said that and like, and even stuff like that snaps me back to it. So to answer your question, yeah, like that provider financial expansion of like, I'm responsible for more than myself, but at the same time, it's made it crystal clear that this isn't just for me. It's like, I'm an example. And what do I want to lead? You, go, but you brought the leader at point of, like, yeah, what do I want to be an example of? That you have to work this thing and you have to sacrifice parts of your life to do this? It's like, no, I don't believe that. So it's stepping into this more unknown and space of like, how do I do what I believe to be true in, again, a different way?
0: I love that. Yeah, it's like, those are the moments I feel were really tested. Do we really believe it? Like, do we really know it to be true? And I mean, I can't with my business babies, right? I have felt a similar thing the more my team grew. And when I realized, oh, I'm responsible for other people's income. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I felt myself contract at the yeah. beginning of that, of like, you know, when it was just me and I'm running everything, I can take whatever risks I want in my business because the only person I have to worry about is me. And suddenly mm-hmm. I realized, whoa, if I make the same bold moves as I used to, and it doesn't work out, that could impact all of these people. Right. So I can really relate to that feeling. And I think for me, and I, I wonder how you feel about this, like, <laughs> it is different with a child, right? A bit. But the way I like thought about that in a business perspective was because I can see how I see this is a lot with different executives. As the company grows, they feel all the pressure and then they make different decisions, which aren't necessarily the most expanded. And then it actually doesn't pan out that well, but they're too nervous to take the risk because they don't want to negatively impact everybody. Right. But for me, I had to really anchor into like I'm not responsible for other people though. Mm -hmm. And like, if I took that risk and it was in highest alignment for me, I have to trust it would also be in highest alignment for everybody else. And if it didn't work out and I had to say, you know, I can't pay you, I have to let you go, then that would have to lead them to a better job, a better opportunity. Like I had to really anchor into, I'm not responsible for what happens to them. Like they're, you know, and I was like, you know, everybody's an adult. And if it's highest and best for me, it, it has to work out the best for everybody else. But I can see how like, if I was in that position as a parent, I don't know that I would be able to to tell myself I'm not responsible for this person. <laughs> Go <laughs> get know? a job, son. <laughs> so I'm curious, like, what, how you would uh, work with that one?
1: It's honestly, it's something I'm. I feel like I'm still learning and discovering because even like talking about it, I like, I honestly like feel it in my heart, like that constriction, yeah, of myself, of literally the world, because that's such a thing. And again, like I completely understand it. Like I remember, I think it was the first week he was born and I was like, oh, I get it. Like why people like sacrifice everything, like including themselves and their happiness and all, all the things. I was like, oh, I get it for the first time, because before I was just like, what are you doing? Like, come on, let's go. And I don't think it's like, I think it just goes back to what you said of like, how much do you believe it? And going back to had is like what do you believe in and what do you want to stand for and what do you want to create it's I mean it definitely feels scary but to me it's I, I really actually I don't see any other option Is like like I can't go back like that yeah. doesn't feel right you know it just is like I completely trust and like know that it'll figure itself out on the way and also not in the same way that you were saying but if you believe which I imagine a large portion of your peeps do is like you're choosing an experience. So even though it's like, yes, I am responsible for this human right now. It's also like we chose to have an experience together. So whatever does happen, we are both here to learn from.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, that's a really great point. If I think about it, like from the perspective, from my perspective as an adult, thinking about my relationship with my parents and how I view it now, I mean, I didn't think about it that way when I was little, but now I'm like, oh, I chose my parents. I chose my yeah. family. I chose all of that. right? And so places where I felt like, oh, I wish this was different. I was like, no, it had to be that way because that is the experience I signed up for to build me into who I am today. So I love that. Yeah. that's That's the <laughs> shift. Well, let me ask you, Mr. Fear guy, what was your biggest fear going into it? Like before he was born, like what was, what was your biggest fear coming up?
1: Yeah. I think again, I think it was the same thing
2: Mm -hmm. of
1: like, I mean, I love being a dad and I think part of it is part of it's the unknown or it's just like, you don't know. It's like, if you haven't experienced anything remotely close, it's like, how is it going to be? And that's like anything. And it's like, to know what that's like, you have to go through it, and so that that's part of it. Um, but I think it really does go back to be like, yeah, it's it's interesting. It even goes back to like doing things differently. Is like I was so excited, and to yeah, honestly, like being a dad is the best thing. But to answer your question, <laughs> it's like because I'm going back and forth, is definitely like a money thing. Mm. Is because this is what I want to do. You know, I want to be the sole provider for our family. And so, and I remember when we found out we were pregnant, that was definitely the thing, like the first thing that usually comes up for a lot of men is like, what's the game plan to do, to provide, to get everything in order and all the things. And that's definitely an aspect, but also knowing that that's important, but also so much is taken care of, at least from my experience and and what I believe is like, even our birth experience was pretty incredible like we did it at home and even that was like pretty magical and pretty definitely the hardest thing i can't speak for birth but for Belle, i know she said is the hardest thing like easily that she's ever done um but like watching that was freaking insane and even as hard as it was it was still so beautiful like he came out and he didn't cry he came out and like I kind of get teary thinking of it. Like he looked at me, like his eyes were just like, like blinking so, so slow, like looking at me. And again, just a testament of like, you can choose to do things differently. And like, we wanted to do it in our home because for us, that's where we feel the most safe and comfy. Um, If you feel most safe in a hospital, definitely go do that. Um, But to come into like a dark, warm, loving area and not get poked and prodded, like from the beginning, like we could truly feel the difference of just like a nurturing slow experience instead of let's hurry and just put him in the system. Mm. And so that's kind of a long tangent to your question. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, again, just a testament of really just going back to trust and all those things that I can't control and I don't know what I'm going to experience, trusting myself that I'll rise to the occasion.
0: Yeah. And how did you learn that trust?
1: That's such a simple question. <laughs> I feel like tying lots of, lots of practice. Mm. And it's funny, the word or the theme of trust has been coming up a lot lately in my sphere. So I guess I'm supposed to learn more of, learn more about it is like, cause I've been hearing a lot of people talk about, well, I don't trust people. Well, what that really means is you don't trust yourself. Exactly. Right. And so it's like, how can you trust life so deeply that even the things that you don't know how it's going to work out. Is just, you know, it's in some higher design and waiting for that to happen. And I think I've just always been that way, fortunately. Of course, there's been tests in my life, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, I just, like, if I didn't trust or if I didn't believe, I feel like that would just make me miserable. Like that sounds shitty. <laughs> so it's like,
2: yeah, it like would. That
1: sound, yeah, that sounds like I'm just going to be cynical. And I can witness people who are. And that's not what I want to choose. And it's definitely worked out in my benefit to believe that everything's happening perfectly, even if I can't see why or the reasoning behind it. And I feel like that's something going back to like being a leader and offering different options of way to live life. That's something that I'm learning. And I've been told a few different times of like, like life doesn't need to be like a huge, big struggle. And like, yes, we came here to learn certain things but it just goes back to this thing that we talked about of if you like lean into it it's not as hard right it's like yeah of course there are going to be challenges and but yeah it's just this fascinating like duality and i'm definitely learning what is the process of trust like how does one develop trust i would love to know your take on that because it's of course like i can say the typical answer like keep promises to yourself
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know like those type of mindset things but what do you feel like is like a deeper soul trust that you, is there anything besides just practice and experience?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I think I could answer it from a a few different angles and the one angle would be, I mean, it would be, yeah, experience. Right. And I think about different times in my life where I was like, there was no other choice. There was no other choice other than to trust it. Right. I'm like in the, in the situation, it's like, there's really no other option for me to like <laughs> yeah. survive this. Right. Yeah. And so that have happening enough times and then seeing that it worked out and then getting more comfortable with that and understanding that, but you know, the answer I have, my, my top answer mm-hmm. <laughs> for those types of questions and it comes up a lot and I, I can feel that it frustrates people that this is my answer, but I'm just being honest mm-hmm. about how I like what it was for me. If, If it's how do I, how did I learn to trust or how do you build confidence? Right. Or how do you surrender? I have the same answer really for me. And it's, it's a choice. Like, and I think about when I first started really learning about energy and and limiting beliefs and all that. And I just had this moment of, I have spent so much of my life anxious and depressed and sick, and I'm just fucking tired. I'm just tired. And I thought if I'm going to have a belief either way, why would I not just choose the one that makes me happier? Like either way, I'm going to live life. Either way, shit's going to come up. So how do I want to see it? And I just, I remember like the day and it happened with different things. I was like, I'm deciding that I'm not going to be anxious anymore. I'm deciding I'm just going to be chill. I remember the day when I said, I'm deciding I'm trusting the universe. That's just how it's going now, right? I remember the day I decided I'm just deciding I'm going to be confident. I'm. I went from I'm insecure. Why can't I find confidence? So like I'm just going to decide I am. Simple as that. There, done. Right. And and it was that decision that then allowed me to show up differently. And it was an immediate shift in how I felt in terms of my stress went down. I could sleep better. My body was working better. And I realized it was all just a decision. And for me, like I and I've shared this before. I mean, I had really intense phobias growing up. I don't know if we've talked about this, but like i had had extreme paranoia and it was like, I either had to decide to let it go, or I was going to be a hermit stuck in my house. Like I was going to not talk to people. I was going to be too scared to go outside. Like I wasn't going to sleep. And I just was like, things are going to happen either way. Right. So if something bad happens, me worrying about it, isn't going to serve me. I might as well just decide like nothing bad is going to happen. I'm going to be relaxed through it. You know? So that's my answer is you, you make mm-hmm. a choice.
1: I mean, I think, I feel like that's the choice. That is the choice. That is like, I feel like that is what I was trying to even say. It's like, how do you even say how, like even the word how. Yeah. Is like so heady. And how do you trust? Like, what does that even mean? Is it really just just come down to a choice? You do
0: or you don't. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, you just do it. And I know that's, it is frustrating. Just do it. But again, it's like the practice and again and again and again and hopefully eventually is like you do get so sick or so tired or sick of the thing that you're just like no i'm deciding differently Mm
2: -hmm.
1: unfortunately i feel like that's how we work as humans things have to get so bad that we choose differently but you can choose now and i'm curious back to like what i said of because this relates of what i said on instagram like if you're unhappy you're choosing to be and of course that's a broad statement that's nuanced but it's like, do you feel like that was somewhat for you? Like in your past of like, it was benefiting you. Like you felt safe to feel like that,
0: to feel unhappy.
1: Yeah. Or anxious or extremely like depressed or any of those things.
0: I mean, was it benefiting me like big picture? Yes. Because that contrast allows me to feel the way I want to feel now, but like it was benefiting me in a subconscious way because it was I held on to it because it was my cry for help. It was my yes. desire for somebody else to pay attention to me, to want to help me. Right? I didn't realize that at the time, but I just wanted someone to love me. Right? Um, I can see that now, but like I also look at it like it really wasn't serving me at all. It was just I was spending years having so much anxiety and intense emotion stuck in my body and like missing out on opportunities to just live life and have fun. And I wouldn't change anything, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like, you know, there are things I didn't do because of it for, for sure.
1: I love it. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because it's like, cause I haven't had any of those extreme circumstances,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: for someone, for you, I appreciate you sharing that. It's like, cause you do have an extreme life. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I do have an extreme life,
1: right? And so it's like for you to say that that like, oh no, it was benefiting me is my cry for help for people to love me and pay attention to me. Yeah, I just know that's extreme. Yeah, and the way that you say it matter of factly, I just really appreciate.
0: Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean that statement. Like, if you're unhappy, you choosing to be. I, I totally stand behind. Yeah. Like, I, I totally stand behind. And I look at so many periods in my life when I've been unhappy. Uh, and even if I think about little things in my life right now where I'm like, yeah, that that thing, I want it to be different. I'm like, I'm choosing that. Like, come on, Christina. Like, you can look at it differently. And I think about little things like, like brushing your teeth or doing laundry. Guess what? I'm going to have to fucking do it in my life, right? <laughs> so I can either every day be like, oh, I don't want to do this, right? Like, I hate doing laundry or I hate washing the dishes or I hate yeah. brushing my teeth. But it's like, guess what? Either way, I got to do it. So I might as well decide that I'm gonna enjoy it. And then I can alchemize the experience, right? Transmute the experience. So it's like it shows up in all of those little, those little places. And I think like that statement, you know, if you're unhappy or choosing to be, I think people will internalize it as like, you know, if some if some uh an experience that they're having they don't like, they're like, that's my fault. And it's not that it's your fault, but it is okay, if I'm in a situation, how am I choosing to move forward? How am I choosing, right? Like, let's say I'm in a career situation and somebody is being a total asshole to me, right? And so I'm unhappy in that situation. Like, am I choosing that person being an asshole to me? Maybe not, right? But I can choose happiness by, how am I getting myself out of the situation because I love myself enough? Yes. How am I setting a boundary? How am I making a different choice? If this person keeps doing this, how am I leaving the situation? Like, to me, that's the, that's the perspective, Shift of like realizing, okay, stuff happens, but then how do we respond, right? Versus, and and this comes up with manifestation talk too, right? People get very triggered because they think that people are saying, like, oh, well, did I deserve to have to have this happen to me? It's not about deserving something; it's about this happened, and then what are you doing next?
1: Yeah, like not judging it, just like it happened.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like if you were, you know, just a straight up like CEO looking at data, like, okay it happened. Now what? Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's crazy. It really comes back to like, everything is a choice. Like even looking at my life, even just the past few days, like, like I just chose to meditate and I haven't been consistent and I've done it like three days in a row. I feel completely different. I've been choosing to wake up early because I've been out of the habit of parent life. And it's like, I feel completely different because it goes like back to just like, okay. And even I remember first getting serious with Bell, like my own fear of commitment was what was shielding me. Part of it is like, I was afraid of losing it or I was afraid of it ending. And it's ironic that humans, like we choose to do the exact thing that we don't want to happen before it happens. All right. That's usually the voice of fear is doing the thing before we, before it's even happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's, but I remember making us one of those like shifts you talk about like that same day like those same days that you can remember of like poof, just choosing differently i can remember choosing it's like yes it might end but one day it will end like and that is like helped me like yes what no matter what i believe about spiritual stuff like in this human cur- current experience it will end at some point point. and so it's like for whatever reason that just helped like like van it like the fear just dissolved <laughs> of like oh it will end so then I was able to show up and make decisions out of love. But I remember choosing differently, of like not choosing to do it because I was afraid of being hurt instead of like coming from a place of love and expansion.
0: I love that. I love that. So, with fear, like, why are you so in love with helping people move through fears? Like, what, what, why does that just, you know? scratch that itch (laughs) i would
1: love it why from your observation what do you witness i'm curious before i say
0: about why you love it
1: or sure why i love it or yeah i'm curious like what what would you say like from your from your higher standpoint
0: i mean i think you love it because i think you know it's at the root of every person not living their most authentic expanded life
1: boom there we go see i love it when someone else says it so thank you (laughs) and you understand and that's the thing right is like man that you said in a beautiful way it's at the root right so it's like and it's i've learned i think it was last time we talked it was like when you're choosing to work with something is like you're going to be facing a lot of it your own on your own because you have to like to become like a leader or a master or a guide or whatever is like you got to be able to work with it and hold it in all different types and faces and facets So that's one aspect is like, I'm always learning about it. It's great. Like I'm always, always, always surprised how it continues to show up, not just for myself, but for everybody and all of society that I can just see it. Like the more stuff happens, I can just see like, oh my God, like it's just everywhere. And it is the root of everything. Like it's the root of suffering. And it's, you say it's like non-attachment, but the reason you're attached to something is because you're afraid, right? So it's like, literally, it just goes back to, I mean, biological human reasons and, you know, spiritual frequency reasons, but it like, as a human, it's our, we have two jobs, which is one to survive and one to procreate, like as a species, like that's what we're supposed to do. And so if you don't like, and now we don't have like the normal things that threaten us, right? Like, like, yes, I'm going to be eaten by something, but now it's like, those same like the amygdala the same part of the brain that you know warns us or triggers with fear and and adrenaline and cortisol and all the things is like we don't have those things and so we pick up other things that are threats and it feels like we're going to die right which is i won't post on social media because of blank i'm afraid of what people will think because it literally triggers the same survival thing and it's and I was witnessing that the other day when I was posting those things. I'm like, whoa, my body is literally picking up danger. And it was the first time in my life that I was able to see it so clearly for myself. Like, I just paused. I'm like, whoa, like my seriously, my brain is like, I was feeling so anxious. I wanted to pick up my phone and open up Instagram because I wanted to essentially mitigate the threats. And I it was I wanted to see who was saying what, and especially the negative ones so I could protect myself from it. And it was so fascinating to watch myself feel and respond of like, oh my God, like I really am afraid and defensive right now because I feel like there's something like a dangerous thing happening. And to realize that was actually really, really, really cool it was a breakthrough moment for me. And now to like go back and look at these things of, you know, someone told me to eat a, eat a big bag of um, eggplant emoji. <laughs>
2: Great, (laughs) you know, so like all those things, like I
1: can just like laugh. I'm like, well, like those are like such interesting things to happen. But yeah, just to bring it back around, of it's the root, and I'm learning more and more different ways to approach that of different storytelling aspects because I used to just come up and say, "Fear is the root of everything," and people are like, "What do you mean?" And not everyone gets it, just like you. And so I'm learning how to like, well, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. um for it's like oh you you feel jealous or oh I feel anxious or I'm trying to control something or I feel angry all those emotions are really just mean you're afraid of something and so it's like I'm I'm learning instead of just like putting it in front of people of you're afraid face it it's like here's what you're feeling and so essentially like in this is actually one of the cool things I have in the fear alchemy course, I have like symptoms of fear and essentially like the human
2: experience
1: (laughs) is just like anything you experience as a human comes back. Like why you're triggered is because you, you know, feel threatened in some way. And so that's why I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, the social media example is I think really helpful for people because, I think it helps to validate where that's coming from. I mean, primally, yeah, that is a threat because if you say something and everybody and people are attacking you, then you're kicked out of the tribe and you're going to die because you're alone. Right. So it makes sense why that part of our brain is like danger, you know? And for, I think it's helpful to understand like, where is that coming from? Instead of getting upset with yourself around like, why am I so nervous to post this? Yeah.
1: Why do I care so much?
0: Yeah. You're supposed
1: to care. Like,
0: Totally, totally, right? That's how we how we survive. So it, it helps. You know what what I was thinking when you were saying that though is so interesting because, you know, social media is a great example of it doesn't matter what you say, you're gonna offend someone, right? And and it's interesting because I feel like a lot of what you say, I'm like, okay, there could be a hundred other people who post the same thing, but they might all get positive comments. And I feel like you get those comments because this is what you're teaching. Mm, Say more. Right. So it's like if you if you were saying these statements that like I don't think are triggering. Right. Like I -hmm. bet if I posted something like that, like I would only get positive. Like no one would say anything negative. Right. I post triggering shit all the time. But because like if you only received positive statements back and no one was triggered, then you wouldn't have that experience of understanding the fear that other people Feel and posting that kind of stuff, right? Because you're seeing their fear play out when somebody yeah. is commenting that, right? It, why is it triggering them? We can go down into it, but yeah. at the core is someone's fear, yep. right? And so when this is what you're teaching <laughs> to other people, of course you're gonna have the experiences that are going to allow you to understand how other people would would be feeling.
1: Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. And like it is. And I had a session a few months ago, it was longer than that now, crazy, like five or six months ago. And she told me, like my guides were coming in and like, they said, Ben, your need for approval is a distraction. And mm-hmm. I like the word, dis- oh, I just got chills. I like the word distraction because it hit differently than the typical self-help. It's holding you back. Well, of course I know it's holding me back and it's annoying, but the word distraction just hit me differently because it was like. Oh, it's literally distracting me for what I'm like supposed to be doing. It's like inefficient mm-hmm. to care. And so when I heard that, I was like, Oh my God, like it just hit differently instead of like, just let it go. I was like, well, no, it's a distraction. It's literally, uh, like using your phone too much, you know, or watching TV too much. It's like, that is this, it's the same distraction.
0: Yeah. I have the same. I love that word too, because that's what they'll tell me the same thing. They're like, um... this is if I'm like, I don't know if I should choose this or that, or like, what am I gonna do? And they're just like, you're <laughs> getting distracted. Like, is this relevant to the mission? Like zoom out. Like these are just, the images, is like just little flies that are in your face. It's like, stop. No, no, yeah.
2: no.
0: <laughs> you know? Uh, so it, it is, it is a distraction. If you are obsessed with optimizing brain function, cognition, memory, like me, all things brain health, you've got to get your hands on Organifi Pure. This is a clinically proven cognitive enhancement lemonade designed to increase your mental focus instantly. It's all natural, 100% USDA certified organic and filled with superfoods and organic compounds shown to increase brain health and ward off forgetfulness. I've got a lot of stuff going on all the time. I run multiple companies. I've written like five books in the last six months. I'm on way too many platforms, all the things. Organifi Pure saves the day. Brain health is everything. When your brain is clear, you can do so much more in so much less time because you're focused, you're precise, your brain is just ready to go. Everything is better. Pure tastes like a healthy lemonade. Who doesn't love that? And some of the main ingredients are neurofactor, which is a compound isolated from organic coffee berries. Clinical research shows that it increases brain-derived neurotrophic factor, a protein in the brain responsible for increasing memory, learning, and the survival of brain cells by up to 206%. Whoa. There's also lion's mane mushroom, which we all know and love. Lion's mane is known to increase neurogenesis in the brain aka the creation of new brain cells. Add some lines made into your routine and your brain will be working way better. There's also ACV, which is great for gut health, digestion, and supporting the gut-brain access, plus aloe vera, ginger root, lemon, digestive enzymes, and coconut water. Whenever I need extra focus, a little pick-me-up, I go for Organifi Pure, tastes delicious. Just add it to some water. You've got yourself a healthy lemonade and your brain will just turn on. So if you want to try out Organifi Pure or any of Organifi's other incredible products, because we all know I drink them all, just head to Organifi.com slash CTC and that code CTC will get you 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC and that code CTC will get you 20% off your order. Stock up on Pure, on Green, on Gold, on Chocolate Gold, on Harmony. That's the Christina the Channel Starter Pack. Enjoy. What I want to know is what are some of the most common real fears, like deeper fears?
1: So there's what I've found in my work is that there's 10 foundational ones and they all are interconnected, of course, and they all relate to each other in some way or another. And that's one of the cool thing about how we, I'll say we, because it's me and the creator of all things, I've like designed it, is it's, it's completely intuitive, meaning it's not like, hey, come watch a guy talk about fear. It's like, you can YouTube that. So it's actually guiding people into, well, what are you afraid of and why? And then here's how we alchemize it. And so the course takes people through like an exact process and it gives people an intuitive, like intuitive fill in the blank prompts that are applicable for everybody. Like I had one lady who's freaking crazy. She's like, I did five years of, um, I forgot what this bodywork therapy was, but you know, some type of therapy on a table. And she's like, I did five years of therapy and this didn't come up. And she was literally doing prompts by herself and it came up. So why I find that really cool is because one of the worries I had developing it, my own fears and limiting beliefs was how is this going to happen when I'm not there? Because it's, I know I can ask the question and locate it and guide people to it. But if I'm not there, how do they find it? Side note, that's part of my also need for validation. Just side note for people, right? But then it comes back to the original question of the fears. And this crazy thing of what this woman was saying is it was specifically around speaking, like having new opportunities. And it's exactly what she wanted, but she was so afraid. And in this example, it hit back to her childhood when if she did poor in school, she would actually be abused by her mom. And she never linked that, like, she was so afraid of, like, had ex- performance anxiety, essentially, because if she failed, or then she would literally be hurt, right? And like, that's a very normal thing to be afraid of and to protect yourself from. And so she discovered this. And, but really, what it was, is like a fear of abandonment. And I feel like, so there's 10 major ones that I can go through. But A major one that I didn't even realize I had is abandonment because at some point we all go through an abandonment. Even like you think of us leaving a dark, warm womb, like we're literally leaving our safety and something feels taken from us. So our first experience is literally something being taken away. So we all have some experience with abandonment and it's huge Um, and it's, of course, failure is a big one. Rejection is a big one. But all of these, I was thinking about this today too. is because Christina, I've danced with like, what is the root of all of these fears? Is it death, right? Because that's a very fear thing. Like fear wants to just literally keep you alive. So of course, well, we can assume that is death. But even if you go beyond that, is it's the unknown, and that's a fear that I cover in the course too. But even beyond that is you could say like the void, like the complete absence of nothing and like complete like obliteration that's what i'm looking for because think about not existing that feels terrifying and there's that like i feel like that's more of a spiritual esoteric thing and then if you go back to like the human aspect of what holds a lot of people back is like a fear of you know being unlovable unworthy not good enough those are like the main ones that of course like And I'm incapable, that's a big one that pops up for a lot of people. Those are the beliefs and the fears associated to that. So I go back and forth of the root of these fears. It's like I see it play out based on the experience and what and who the person is. So it's like a spectrum. And I feel like it depends who you are and what you came here to experience.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking about myself, right? And if I think about like what's my root and like like a fear of not existing or a fear, I'm like. That does not my fear. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like if I, when I peel back my layers of like any fear that pops up, it always for me comes back to, and maybe there's something deeper underneath it. But as far as I've traced it back has been that I don't fulfill the mission that Mm -hmm. like, I came here and I didn't do all the things I was supposed to get done in this incarnation. Like for me, it always goes back to that,
1: (laughs) which means what though
0: fear of failure,
1: which yeah, it means you're not. Enough. Like if you didn't do it right. Is like if you didn't fulfill the mission, what does it mean?
0: It would mean that I'd have to incarnate again.
1: But like about
0: but it, it's because it's not it's not about not being enough. Uh. It feels like we were complete here and like okay, guys, I sign up, I'll come do this stuff. Like I remember, I remember what I, I'm like, yeah, I got mm. this done, this done, bring this down, like and it's what drives me, right? Because yeah. it's not for me underneath that isn't like, oh, I'm not enough if I don't complete it. It's like Then I got to incarnate again. Like, and why does
1: that scare you?
0: It doesn't scare me. It just feels like a nuisance. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, that's the, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it just feels like again, like, how many times are we going to do this? You know? Yeah. I mean,
1: I've felt that too. It's like, yeah, it's really strange to feel that. And I'm not sure if we can really explain it, but I've definitely felt this thing. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm 31. And like, Like I can imagine you. What are you how are you? Twenty-eight? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So it's like, yeah, like damn, I'm twenty-seven. I have a long ass life ahead of me. But I've already figured everything out.
0: (laughs) I've not figured everything out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that but that's the type of thing, right? Yeah. But I've actually seen that. I've seen super driven people say that because I used to say that, right? Is like when like I've asked this question to a couple people or it just came up naturally because that's usually the thing right well Mr. Fear Guy what is your fear you know and then they'll say my biggest fear is deathbed regrets and like there's nothing wrong with that but what that means right is that if you died right now then you feel not enough like like you wouldn't it's like the failure
0: hmm.
1: right and so it's well, like
0: well I feel I think of it as like Oh, shit. I made choices that weren't the choices that would make me happy. Like, the thing is, emotionally, like, if I died, you know, today, like, I would feel complete. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel really good about all the decisions I've made. Um, but then I probably have to come back as a spirit guide and, like, <laughs> get get some shit. Get, bring it down, you know, to me, like the deathbed yeah. regret thing is like, shit, I chose like my whole life, I chose not for me, I chose for other people, I chose from fear.
1: Yeah. Right. And so it's like, but the people that are usually saying that, I guess, is like the super high achiever people, like that's the people I've usually heard it from. Yeah. And that's like, well, my question would just like what you said, like, well, if you die right now, are are you sufficient? Like, of course. Yeah. Like, I would want to live longer and do more things. But like, to me, when I'm observing and like what, what they're saying is like, well, I'm not really afraid of anything. I'm just afraid of like dying with regrets. Well, I'm like, well, then you're still afraid of something, right? Like, what are you really afraid of underneath that? Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: and I'm not saying that can't be true, but it just feels like a noble thing to hide behind.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: So what do you think (laughs) is really under it?
1: Yeah. I feel like it's what you said. It's like the failure. Mm -hmm. And what people probably believe about that is like, well, I am a failure. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not that I just failed, but like, I literally am the failure.
0: Do you think that people, it's more common to be afraid of failure or afraid of success?
1: I love that question. It's both. And I've seen people talk about this too. It's like, you're actually afraid of success instead of failure. And it's like, yes, that's true. But they're one in the same. Like, again, it depends on the person and the scenario and how you relate to it. But people definitely relate more to failure. So it's helpful to talk more about success. Like in a lot of the workshops I do, I actually talk about like, what is the reason you don't want to be successful? Like literally make a list of, let's say everything comes true, all the dreams, all the goals, all the desires. Sweet. You did everything. Now what happens? Why don't you want it? Like what responsibility, what visibility and That even goes to the failure too, is like, well, once I get it, I'm afraid of losing it. Like, I definitely understand that. And so we do this self, you know, subconscious self-sabotage. Well, I'm not going to get it so I don't lose it. Well, then you've already lost it. So it's this interesting thing. And I think, so to answer your question, it depends. But I think people are more afraid of getting what they want than they think they realize.
0: I totally agree. And I think it's a hard one for people to wrap their heads around. It comes up a lot in my work you know with energy healing and comes up a lot it's like well this is a fear you're afraid of being lo- like loved
2: yes <laughs>
0: and they're like no i i'm desperate like i want my partner right mm-hmm. um or it's like or it's the same thing it's like well, it's actually you're actually afraid of the success and like no like i that's what i want the <laughs> most right and and people yeah. will fight with that It's like no 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 and it's can you explain to people like if someone's sitting here listening thinking no, I want love. Like, how how would that make sense that I could be afraid of it? How is that working in my brain?
1: Yeah. So desire is a reflection of what you fear. So they're like two sides of the same coin. So it's essentially like the polarity of fear. There's so many different ways that people can relate to it. Like some people say trust, some people say joy, some people say love, but like love and fear is like a great polarity that a lot of people would say. And so you can just literally replace love with desire. Is like, I desire this thing because I love it so much. And if you didn't fear it, you wouldn't love it, if that makes sense, right? Is like, I'm terrified of something bad happening to my family because I love them, you know? I'm afraid of failing at my business because I love it. Like, same thing with you of like, I'm so like failing at what I came here to do. That sounds pretty shitty, right? Because I really, really, really care about it. And that's what I want more than anything. So desire shows you... Or fear shows you what you desire. You can even flip it. And that's what I love to reflect back to people is you can follow your desire and you can also follow your fear. It's like, why am I so afraid of this thing? Because that's actually what you're supposed to be doing. Because that's literally your soul's compass of like, hey bro, this is the thing that really is scaring you and providing you the lessons that you're supposed to learn and expand through so you can teach other people and also just learn it for yourself. So instead of viewing it of like, shit like because most people avoid fear which it's this catch-22 thing because literally the frequency of fear is to avoid is to run is to hide at all costs and one of my favorite quotes is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek and that's the answer for everything is I'm afraid of having this conversation with my partner goes back to the choices we talked about well you just got to do it because that's literally if you don't do the thing, it's going to create a result that you are literally trying to avoid, right? Like, I don't want to have a conversation with my partner because I'm afraid he'll leave me. Well, if you don't have that conversation, it's more likely that that's going to fester and he'll leave you. (laughs) Or I'm afraid of getting in that relationship because he'll leave me. So I'm going to decide now to end it early and essentially create the same pain that I'm trying to avoid because you have a desire to be loved, right? So it goes back to the same question of, well, I want to be successful. I want to be loved. It's like, yeah, but you're really terrified of not having it. You're terrified of being hurt. You're terrified of losing it. And because why your brain is trying to protect you from that, there's a lot of different reasons, just on the simple level of avoiding pain is just what the brain tries to do at all costs, right? It's like, it doesn't want to be hurting. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty obvious, but on a deeper level, from what I've found, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this is like, If I do go into that relationship and I give it a risk and I give it a chance and it doesn't work out, then it will prove that I am unlovable. So you are taking the risk and fear tries to protect you, right? It's like, I'm so scared of being rejected or abandoned that I'm not going to do the thing. But what happens is you provide that same response to the brain or to the body or to your energy, whatever. It goes back to the choice of what I like to say is fear does the exact thing you don't want it to do. So if you make a choice out of fear, your mind doesn't know if someone else is rejecting you or if you are rejecting you. It's literally the same response that you're giving yourself. So if you self-reject, if you self-abandon or whatever, it's forming that same habit and that same rut again and again and again. And so fear tries to protect you from the bad thing happening, which is I don't want to be left, so I feel safer into leaving it or into self-abandoning than having someone else abandon me, but it's the same result in the end.
0: The self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. For sure. Yeah, no. And for me, that's a motivator of like <laughs> my priority with myself or my priority is my relationship with myself, mm. right? So it's like, if there's going to be abandonment, it's not going to be me doing that to me. <laughs> this is going to be a betrayal. It's not going to be me doing that to me, right? Mm-hmm. And then we we create those self-fulfilling prophecies and then we wonder why we don't trust ourselves right? We wonder why we're yes. not confident, all of those things. Um. So it's like, if it's going to happen either way, I mean, yeah, there's a risk that, that you could get proof to your brain. Yeah. I'm not lovable, but there's also, that's the only way to get proof of the opposite as well. Yes. So you might as well go into it. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it goes back to like, we're literally choosing everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you said before of like doing the dishes or doing laundry is like, That belief of I'm unlovable literally is a choice, which is crazy to really think about. But it's like, it's really why you currently believe it is because, yeah, you have, you've probably had experience that proved that to you, but you've accumulated the data and the evidence to prove that again and again and again and again. So, one of my favorite things to ask people is just like, well, what do you want to believe? And it's like, so if you want to just get like super simple, I am lovable. And then it's just like, okay, what is the evidence to prove that I am lovable? Already in this moment, what is everything that's already happened to prove that? And it's just a simple switch to, and like, yes, this could be tricky. Like the same way that affirmations don't work, right? Is like, if you just say it from the beginning is like, it feels like a lie because you actually don't believe it and you're just saying it. But again, like the practice of, well, I want to believe this. And then you literally just start, your brain will start looking for the evidence to prove whatever you believe to be true and so it's like if I believe you know money finds its way easily to me and I repeat that and I practice believing that then my brain now categorizes that as something important to look for and it's not that it was I'm curious your thoughts on this too of even like manifesting is like it might not be that it's like new necessarily but it might just be that now you're aware of it and you're choosing to bring it in like it was always there Mm mm-hmm is that how you view like manifestation? Like, like it's always there, you're just choosing to see it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think in every situation, right? Like, depending on the lens, I'm viewing it through, I'm gonna interpret it differently. If we could go to the same party and I could be like, that was that sucked. I hated that. And you could be like, that was the best party ever, right? We went to the same party, <laughs> you know. And so it really is just like what I mean, whatever my belief system is, I'm gonna see it through that lens. I think that, and I also do think we attract experiences that are going to be more resonant with the, with the belief, you yeah. know, like, so if I'm telling myself making money is really hard, then I'm not gonna be surprised when it keeps like, no one's signing up for X, Y, Z. I'm not making money. Right. Um, I'm not going to be surprised that, that I'm attracting that in. Cause that's what I'm saying, you know, imprinting yeah. into my reality. So that is where shifting it. Like that's how you actually attract something in different.
1: Yeah. Isn't it? It's just crazy. Like I know those are super like simple examples, but it's what I have seen. And I'm sure you've seen. It's crazy. I've seen some crazy things like happen pretty fast. Yeah. It's just like a perspective shift of like, for that example of making money is hard. Well, Of course you believe that because like what you said, you don't want to be surprised or it's literally how I view it is your fear or ego is protecting you because that is your current reality. And this goes back to the unhappy thing, right? Is like, If you believe something, I don't care how shitty it is, how miserable it makes you, it's still what you believe. And if something different threatens that identity or that belief, then it feels like a threat. And so your mind will protect you. It doesn't, your mind doesn't know that it's unhelpful. It doesn't know that it's like, oh, make like, this is making Ben's or Christina's life miserable. All it knows is like, this is what we believe and we must protect it. And so if anything different comes in, it feels like, no. No, alert, don't do the thing. Keep, stay away because it's new.
0: So here's my question. Let's say somebody is like, okay, I think I figured out my fear and I want to shift it. And so I'm trying to choose a new belief and I'm just not buying it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just not buying it, right? I think like people get stuck in that. Like, how am I actually getting out of this?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, that's huge is, and one, I think that's normal. So don't feel just like, like I'm glad that you're questioning it You know, instead of just like taking the self-help BS and like, you know, running with it is like, yeah, like question it and like try it on for yourself. And and so for me is like it honestly, see, it's funny. It's like it just goes back to what you said about like choosing it is like, okay even if this spiritual woo woo is nonsense, what would I rather believe? (laughs) Money is hard to make or money is easy to make. To me, it's extremely practical like I can get, I see all sides. I see the frequency. I see the spirituality. I see like the tangible practicality of it, but it's like, dude, what do you, what would you rather believe? Money is hard or money is easy. Money is fun. Money. Like it's, it's that like, what do you want to believe? Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So then is it just shifting the belief and then we're out of it?
1: (laughs) I would say yes and no. I would say in that layer and that levels from what I've found is it's a spiral, right? Is I will probably revisit as it's this is, and I've thought about this recently. How I heard someone say life is in waves, and that's how energy moves, right? It's like it's literally a wave, like how we hear or see anything. It's all a wave. But if you turn that wave from like horizontal to up, what is it technically doing? It's actually a spiral, right? If you turn it into like the 3D or 5D, probably better, right? It's like you actually see it's a spiral, and it's not just this up, down, up, down. It's actually you're moving in these cycles, right? And so it's not like you're necessarily done with it. I feel like you can be done with it in that way. But from my belief system is like, yeah, I guess like it always depends. And I know I'm probably boring to some people because I say it depends. But like, honestly, that's the truth (laughs) is like, because looking back to my example of with Bell, when we first were dating, I gave that example of just like choosing differently, like, similar to you, I was like, okay, I'm going to choose not to self-abandon. Like whether that thing happens, I'm not going to be the one to do it. That hasn't happened in that way. Like that feels like something was closed. However, I had multiple relationship experiences that reoccurred until that was closed, you know? Mm-hmm. And then now there's been a new book opened. That's like, okay, now Ben learn from this. So it's, you know, more, it's like diving into that deep divine partnership has its own beautiful lessons but it's like it's not the same what will i say like i definitely don't have the same worries or fears of being alone as like or anything like that it's like i know i can handle anything like i truly know i'm lovable and all the things and worthy so to answer the questions like yes it depends and i feel like You were just in a spiral and it depends the chapter on your story, on your karma and all the things, but it can definitely give you the evidence you need that can completely timeline jump you forever. Because if you make one choice, like you mentioned, is like, well, now I have the evidence and I remember that this is how it can be if I choose differently. So it's, yes, it's a practice and it's always a choice, but at least now I have the evidence of how it can go when I choose differently.
0: Yes. Love that. I mean, I feel like it's just when have you actually made the vibrational shift of like knowing the new belief to be true, right? So like if I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is my new belief, but there's a piece of me that hasn't fully made the vibrational shift. I'm probably going to experience a different version of the same thing to see how do I respond to this, yeah. right? Am I responding as the version of me that's still afraid of this or yes. the person who is viewing it from this new belief? I think mean, those are the opportunities to like anchor it in. Great past that level. Now we, now we can move on, you know? So I feel like it's, when you say it depends, it makes total sense. And it's like, cause some people can make that shift of like, I'm choosing this new belief and ha- have it be a true, real knowing. Yeah. This yep. is a new belief. But I think when there's that like, Oh I'm, uh, yeah, I, I like this new belief, but I'm kind of in and out. We'll have another experience come up to like anchor it in of, okay, mm-hmm. universe, I am choosing to see it from this perspective.
1: Yeah, and it's like one that I'm in the middle of right now is definitely like in business. Like I feel like definitely like for me, my experience, I've started to have more compassion for myself for this. Like because when I look at like people with, with like you're like damn, like seeing like you know, gone from like five, six, seven figures, all these things. And like for me, I'm like in like I'm in a loop of mm-hmm. where I am progressing, but it's like a similar thing of like the same lessons are coming up. And I can actually see it, which is cool now, right? Because I have enough perspective of, yes, I'm always taken care of. I'm always abundantly all this. Like, I know that and believe that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, how can I create something different where it's not like I, I don't even need to worry about that anymore? You know, where it's like, like, oh, is this gonna, like, I'm excited to see how this happens. I was <laughs> you know, like, it's coming from like a, like, yeah, like a building.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: like what you're talking about, you know, if, like truly moving into this space of like, I have a goal and intention of like a six figure month because it sounds fun
2: mm-hmm.
1: of not because like, I need to do it, but it's like, Ooh, like who I get to become in that, because I, that will be a completely different shift within me when that happens. And why that is, is because I'm choosing to do it in a like non hustle. It's not that I'm not afraid of work. It's the aspect of doing things that are in alignment for me. And I know that's the way, I know the universe is trying to show me (laughs) like all these different ways. And one experience has actually come up. Um, I was actually in a business partnership for the first half of this year. Did you know that? I think I told you that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Long story short, it wasn't aligned in the end. And what I learned from that was like, I was actually hiding in it. Yeah. It was like, I didn't believe that I could do it myself. And there's been different lessons in my life where there are benefits coming from it. And it's not in the fact that like, I need to do everything alone. It's the fact that I'm not relying on someone to do like, they're lifting me up. It's like, we can lift up together. It's like, I'm coming in, in my own power. And so that's the thing that I know I'm learning. And even in like all the business things that I've done, I know it's like, I'm taking care of to the point that I know that I need, but it's not in the way that I'm supposed to do it yet. Or I don't fully believe that it can happen. So I'm being given more opportunities, like you said, to like, well, is it, is it like, Ben? when are you going to learn, like, instead of outsourcing my power of like doing it differently and like believing in myself. And so I'm conscious of that now and like choosing differently. And it's crazy. I can already see like the changes. It's fascinating how I can literally do something the exact same, but completely differently.
0: Yeah. I love it's that. Wild. I love that. I mean, cause it's like, It's either a completely different intention or energy behind it, right? Or in the same action, but it's different because it's a different energy or intention or belief behind it, or it's a completely different choice, like a completely different action because you've changed the belief, right? Either way, it's like, it is different. So there you go. Real life examples. I love that. Mm -hmm. I have some notes for you. Oh, you're gonna like this. You're gonna I'm write excited. this. You're gonna write this down, and everybody's listening. Okay, <laughs> you are gonna write down, simple but complex, page two sixty
1: four. Dang, I, I was hoping I was turned to the right, the same page as you. <laughs> <Think> <laughs> how crazy
0: that <laughs> Um, you're also gonna write down, page two
2: eighty two, writing the rules. 285 confidence 289 pattern interrupt two more leaps of faith 293 wow. Over and what number was that um eight ninety-three. And avoidant, page 166.
1: (laughs) Did did those just come through? Did you already know you're going to give those to me?
0: No, through this conversation, those are the ones that came up.
1: Oh, I love that. So even just looking at the Leaps of Faith one, I've learned that playing safe never gets me what I want boom Mm-hmm. just that's damn christina like even just that is like <laughs> that that's it man that needs to be a freaking instagram quote or something too
0: <laughs> hopefully Seriously. lots hopefully lots so, i mean you can
1: literally just post yeah that's line the plan line.
2: make it easy
0: yeah so those are the those are the um ben and i co-created this podcast so that you could have some reference so. pages in this book and you can have the rest of the reference material in his in his course for your alchemy so why don't you tell everyone um anything else they need to know about about the course and where they can get it
1: so yeah so use the code christina and we'll give you 10 percent off and all you will put it in the show notes but just go to feeling-free.com Slash Fear Dash Alchemy, or you can just go to my Instagram, search the Fear Guy, and the link in my bio. And actually, you can even just Google Fear Alchemy, and it will literally come up. So shout Love out that. to that. <laughs> there's shout not out many. To SEO.
2: <laughs> there's not that
1: much Fear Alchemy out there. But yeah, it's like if you're feeling, how I view it, right? It's like if you're not at peace or at present, essentially, you're in fear. All right. If I'm in the past, if I'm in the future, then if any type of trigger is revealing something that I need to learn. So it's, do you want to learn what your triggers are showing you? Then Fear Alchemy will do that because it takes you through a process of tracking your triggers and then getting you to the root. That's what's different about it is these self-guided intuitive prompts actually guide you to like, what is your personal core? Like not just well I Cause sometimes like when I'm like coaching or guiding people, like they'll just say something, Oh, I'm not good enough. It's like, That may be true, but like, what is it for you? Like specifically in your experience. And so how these prompts are designed is like, it will literally, I'm calling it like a fear algorithm where it literally pops out what your personal core belief is. And then from that, you'll walk through transmutation or reprogramming process where you literally get to choose it. And what's different again about it is you're not just choosing it because it's fun. I mean, that's part of it. But to your question of, What if I don't believe, or what if I don't feel it? That will that will also be addressed in the course of. Well, what if I don't believe believe it or fully or fully feel it yet? And it's like we dive into that because that's obviously a big thing. Of well, I want to believe that I'm capable of anything, but it's like if you don't fully believe that yet and it feels like a lie, you'll just keep disappointing yourself. So it's crazy what I've been able to experience by people who have done tons of different modalities. And I knew going back to the leaps of faith is like building something that's like, I hope it works. (laughs) I was like, I have a feeling that it will, because I've done this with so many people over the years, but um, creating something, co-creating something that people have been able to literally go through and in a matter of days or weeks, completely shift their things, their shit, because... They're willing to look at fear. And that's the difference because I feel, and this goes back to the Instagram thing too of like, why it's so triggering is because I'm talking directly about the thing. Yeah. Instead of like going a roundabout way, is like why people get such quick, fast, like long lasting results is because you're addressing the root of it. Instead of dancing around it, it's like fear is the thing that's holding you back. So why not just go to the root and address it there? And that's what the course does.
0: I love that. Love to get right in there. (laughs) And that gave me one more. Give me one more.
1: Oh, let's get in there. Page 225. Get right in there. It's it's,
0: it's called good questions.
1: Oh, you know, 225 questions.
0: You're going to love it. Look at that. 225. We're in the 200s. We're in the 200s. No. Hey, this
2: is great, Christina. So,
1: you know, it's funny. What? So let me just read this first. So I feel safe asking the questions than being on the other side. I love it. Because it's like, just in that, I know you continue, but like Mm -hmm. the first podcast we did together or just any other things that I've done. And this goes back to like feeling insecure that I need to like prove myself. And that goes back to like why I was hiding in a business partnership, right? Is because I wasn't confident in myself. Mm -hmm. And so, like, feeling safe and asking the questions, I'm really, really, really amazing at asking questions. But, right, is like also that's my coping mechanism, too. Mm -hmm. And so, to understand that has been huge for me, to like, that's part of myself. And if there are any projectors listening, we tend to have a fear of being seen. And we are the master observers and question askers. But it's like to reach our full potential, we have to be willing to be seen. And that's actually what we want going back to what you fear is also what you desire, we have a deep desire to be seen and understood.
2: Mm.
1: And so it's like, you have to be willing, right? That's where the invitations come in. Like you have to be willing to like shine so brightly, but we're also terrified of it. And that's the beauty.
0: Yeah. I feel like if I could just pull out one, the the golden nugget from this, it is what you fear is also what you desire. Yes. Boom.
1: Because then it becomes less scary.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's like, oh, thank you. Like that's actually one of the exercises in the course is it's called thank you fear Mm. where you literally write a letter to fear and saying thank you. And that's one of like a reframe, right? Is like, Oh, thank you for actually telling me what I love and like what I desire.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, I know there's a lot of great information in there, great alchemy opportunities. So we will put all of those links in the show notes. And I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me today. Always, always a pleasure. So thank you for, thank you for all of your shares and all of your wisdom.
1: Christina, thank you for, I would just say like a deep thank you. Not even just for anything, just thank
0: you. Wow. I received that. Thank you. (laughs) Huge thank you to Ben for coming on the podcast and sharing so many incredible perspective shifts. I am sure you guys Love that because I know I did. And you can find more from Ben on Instagram at the.fear.guy. Also on his podcast, The Fear Alchemist Podcast. And of course, in his new course, Fear Alchemy, you can Google that. You can also go to feeling-free.com slash fear-alchemy. And don't forget to use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 10% off. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag at Christina the channel podcast, and tag Ben at the fear guy so we can see that you are enjoying it. I know that both Ben and I love to hear all of the feedback and we love hearing when things really land with you. So that is super helpful for us to know that you're enjoying it. And also of course is the top way to support the podcast and just spread the love and help grow our community every time you share. So thank you so much for that support, all of that sharing. And I hope that you had some big breakthroughs through this episode because I know it was powerful. So that's gonna be it for today. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.